I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Welcome back to Ignorance's Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance mostly by asking ignorant questions. I'm JMS, your host and idiot in charge. I'm here to get answers to all of my stupid questions and hopefully at least some of yours. If you're new to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps other people find the podcast so they can get answers to all their ignorant questions too. It takes a village and I am merely the village idiot. Shout out to Gene and Kathy, my best idiots forever over on Patreon. You can support the podcast and get full-length intro, outro, and ad-free episodes and more by going to patreon.com slash ignoranceisblessed. Love all my patrons. I also love Neurogum. Caffeinated gum with B vitamins and L-theanine to give you focused energy so you can get all your tasks accomplished with ease. Head over to getneuro.com and use the code JMS for 15% off your first order. It's the only natural thing I've found to help me overcome my ADHD, and this podcast wouldn't continue without it. I think you might have noticed a lapse. I also temporarily had run out of Neurogum, <laughs> so I've re-upped. The podcast is back. Listen, yes, this is an ad, but it is 100,000 million percent sincere. A million percent's not a thing. I know that. You get it. It's almost like having an assistant, except I look insane yelling at it. Neurogum. Yay. Uh, speaking of insane, um, that's completely inappropriate, but if you're looking for mental health counseling, check out the link to betterhelp.com in the show notes to get access to teletherapy from a variety of licensed therapists at affordable rates. Uh, they, they give me like an affiliate link, so I put it in there if you're thinking about doing that route anyway. Uh, but, you know, either way, if you're looking for help, there's there's tons of resources out there, so please use Google. It's right there. You're already on your phone. You're already at a computer. Look it up. You're not a burden. There's someone out there who can be there for you the way you need them. Get help. You're loved. Enough about me and my stuff and your stuff, I guess. Let's just get to our guest. It's Matt Neal. Uh, you guys, Matt is a buddy of mine. God, we've known each other for so long. Just in the L.A. comedy community. Amazing dude. He's run a few great shows for the last couple years. Just great crowds. He does an awesome job putting those together. Funny dude. And that is not what we're talking about in this episode. He is a founding board member of MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. So basically, oh God, I'm all over the place. Uh, I should have chewed gum, (laughs) my neuro gum. (laughs) I haven't had it since earlier. Um, By the way, I'm doing this at like 1130 in bed on a Sunday because I want this to come out on Monday. And uh, my to-do list stays too long. It doesn't matter. You guys, listen, MAPS is doing heavy, extensive research and the paperwork and all the legal shit to get MDMA approved for psychotherapy to treat PTSD. They've made a lot of strides. Uh, Still got ways to go, but it's just a really cool conversation about what's going on in that field, where they're at, what it entails, even try to get something like that passed in the trials. Uh, it, It was a really cool convo, and he's a great guy. If you're anything like me, you are fascinated by psychedelics, and um, this is a cool look into one specifically. 
So enjoy my episode with Matt Neal. And uh, there's going to be links in the show notes for a bunch of the stuff we talk about. So make sure to swipe up to the show notes and get links and, and go check out everything, you know, for more information beyond the podcast. Love you guys. Hey, idiots. I'm here with my friend Matt Neal. I know. That's what I call my fans. I feel like I usually try to preface or like give a heads up to people when I interview them and I realized I didn't. <laughs> and this is the beginning That's of great. every episode is me going, no, I'm not calling you an idiot. It's just everyone who supports me. What a fool. <laughs> um, how are you? I am as good as could be expected in this uh, mayhem, you know? Uh, That's fair. Yeah. 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 I, I, I usually say I'll give myself like C minus C plus maybe day to day. You know, that's pretty solid. I think for right now, I feel like, right. Yeah. This whole thing has been crazy, but something about the last week or two, even just like feeling it myself, but talking to friends, it feels like there's this extra anxiety this past like week that it just, I don't know if it's hitting a breaking point or it's like the, Oh, we're going, everything's closing down because no one can wear a mask. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's realizing that we weren't out of the woods. Yeah. It, it's glaring that our leadership is not capable of handling this. Yeah. Shit just keeps piling up. We're stuck looking at the news and the news is making us crazy is really how I feel. Oh, I try yeah. to avoid it, but it still gets in your head. Oh, it's inevitable. It's like that. Yeah. There's a 24 hour news cycle and you can't, I, I do too much social media anyway, but like you can't get on it without being inundated. And yeah. now it's like a compulsive addiction. So I'm trying to limit that. But anytime I pick up my phone, it's like this instant, I just just like see what's on Twitter without scrolling. Like <laughs> you, you, you got to just jump, like you got to get out and you know, it's fake. Like I, the, the thing, and I don't mean in the fake news way. I mean, it's all engineered for us to just keep looking at it. Yeah, no, it's like, what will people click on? What is the thing that's going to make people? And, you know, and it's not to say that none of that is news, but yeah, it's like. But you get to a point like, you know, I forget what they call it. It's like, instead of creating real news, it's like evolving news has become okay. Like, here's an idea we're going to check on later. Yeah. But we, don't, like, we didn't verify anything or talk to anybody, but here you go. And then a billion people read that article, which is just horseshit conjecture. <laughs> they never read the part that fixed it and said, oh yeah, that was all wrong. Oh no, I mean, most people probably just read the headline. Like yeah. at this point, people are- And if they read it and it's total bullshit and they believe it, they never read the retraction. Like, no. It says, oh yeah, I just made all that up. Or they yeah, it's think, like- Oh, Fuck. Yeah, you see like one one thing in an article will grab you emotionally, you know, set you off. And then you, yeah, you ignore all the things that are like, none of this has been verified or actually uh, we've come back to this and that was incorrect. You're just like, oh, yeah. the world's on fire and that's what I'm going to obsess over. Yeah, it's brutal. So yeah, C minus. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and talking about it doesn't help. Yep, check. <laughs> all right. It's like, why are we yeah. asking anyone how they're doing? <laughs> It's weird, dude. And I, you're right. Like, I feel like I, my, I'm fraying a little bit at the edges. Like I can normally keep shit together, but this is hard. And like adulting is hard and they keep throwing extra shit at us. Like pandemic, r racial 
finally justice, but man, this is brutal. Yeah, like, but yeah, but all the it's you know, through, but like we're gonna protest during a pandemic and risk our lives to protest. Like, wow. Yeah, it yeah, it's just all so. It's so crazy that like everyone stopped talking about those murder hornets. Like there were murder hornets. That was, <laughs> was, that that was a perfect example of <laughs> bullshit. Okay. Right. It went nowhere. People are like, oh, never mind. Back to racism. Yay. I'm going to turn off this virtual background because it's bothering me that it keeps switching out of reality. So we'll just okay. go to the Oh, the oh, Obama is real. I thought that was part of the background. Yeah, this no, nice. it's just a, a poster from back in the day. I love um, that your Zoom background, when you move, thought that was also a face. It's like, no, no, no. I know. Hey, they're trying to help us. Um, what was I saying? Shit. Oh, um, murder hornets and how, right. Yeah. Th- like, okay. If or, do we have to worry about that? Is that, or, or what was that? And then a praying mantis ate one's brain and we're all like, it'll be fine. The mantis has got us. That was, the- <laughs> oh, God, I didn't even see that news see story. That? Oh, that one's fun. That You're like, fun. wait, but what if it turns into a murder mantis? Like they're already killers. They're already murderers. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh God, dude. Cold blooded praying mantis. <laughs> I mean, I guess let's just yeah. dive into the meat of what I want to talk to you about because I feel like I have so many questions and curiosities. So you are on the board of MAP. MAPS or do you go MAPS? I've only ever read it and so, never said it out loud. <laughs> so there's two things. MAPS is the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies mm-hmm. .org. And that's a nonprofit that did all the research, all of the work to bring uh, MDMA through the legal FDA scientific cycle to get any medicine approved, any other molecule. So aspirin, whatever, you know, anything that has gone through, aspirin probably existed before they had the process, but (laughs) any drug that's on the market had to go through this crazy long process, like a decade is, is quick. The FDA through the FDA, like it's okay. hard. So the the um, which is good, sort of, right? That you there's want be, you want people yeah. to be careful, like that. Yeah. That's what scares me about rushing for a vaccine. It's like, oh yeah, man, you got to test that on a lot of people and make sure it's safe. Um, so maps.org is the nonprofit that has done all of that work and it's more than 30 years going like they're working. It, wow. It's insane, dude. They started in 1986. Everything you ever want to know is on maps.org. So in 2014, we formed the maps public benefit. Well, they formed the maps public benefit corporation with the idea that we are going to have to be a pharmaceutical company uh. to sell MDMA yeah. in this context. But we have an opportunity to not be a regular pharmaceutical company. We have an opportunity to be a public benefit corporation, which means we're not returning any money. We don't need to return money to shareholders as our mission. Oh, wow. We can do public. So it's like a nonprofit, but you're allowed to make money. Okay. So it's like, is it like public shares? I'm very bad with finance stuff. No, it can be. Okay. It could be. It doesn't have to be. So you could have a private company. Okay. So the corporation Um, itself though, isn't like shoving drugs down your throat, like Pfizer to. No. So the idea basically it's like, imagine open sourcing pharmaceuticals. Okay. So like everything we do, we publish all the information's available. If you want to follow the protocol, follow the protocol. MDMA, you know, 
pure MDMA is not going to be that expensive. You're going to get it, you know, at a reasonable, like, like all of the people that are involved in this would like see where things have gone wrong and like, okay, we have an opportunity here. Wow. We still have to be a pharmaceutical company because you're selling pharmaceutical, you're prescribing, there's a lot to it. And we carefully plan this protocol so that it'd be safe and effective. But you know, you have an opportunity to be like, okay, we made a million dollars this year. Let's give that million dollars to people who can't afford the therapy. Yeah. Okay. So it's like making it uh, a system where, you know, once it comes forward and is a thing that's really moving and fully legal, no one has to go without because of finances is the goal. That would be beautiful, right? That's why we put out the physical, that's why we put out the training manual, but you should, you have to be trained. Like you, it's like any other psychedelic really Yeah. set and setting. And in this case, if you're doing real work because you're damaged, yeah, you have to do it right. Okay. Like people talk about ecstasy because yes, MDMA was in ecstasy, but it was mixed with all other kinds of shit. You don't know what else, you don't know what was in there. Probably some amphetamines. Who knows? Like a toilet bowl cleaner. Who knows? Who, Who fucking knows? And it's like, you know, when these drugs got out of the bottle a little bit, um, people went crazy. People did too much. People didn't respect them like they should. I mean, they've been around for thousands of years. Use and respect and like ceremony to become an adult, to realize your place with the world. Wow. And that all got lost. Yeah. Cause people are like, listen to this music. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with music and drugs that's been around too. Yeah. Thousands of years. Right. Um, but I mean, it got a little out of control and it was clamped down in a way that was without thought. I mean, MDMA for, for psychotherapy, they knew it was a miracle drug in the fifties. I've heard stuff about Dude, that. It's insane. You read these articles, there's thousands and thousands of articles of doctors like finding the cure to helping people mentally in a way that you never could. And if you've done psychedelics, you know, it breaks your brain open for a minute. Oh and yeah. I mean, got the right like surroundings. That could be a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, I've mostly done shrooms, not to call myself out, but, um, yeah. Was it, was it a thing where it got squashed by like bigger pharmaceutical companies? Cause it's like, no, this- no, 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 no. It was squashed by the Nixon administration. They just put shit on the schedule. They didn't care. They were just locking it down because the hippies were getting mad. Like, oh, they're like, like we've like, had enough of the hippies. Like, let's it, just. It got it got crazy, and you know, listen, you can't with a straight face look at the drug laws and be like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Oh. Heroin, uh, you know, oxycontin, all of these things. Um, there's too much evidence that marijuana is not harmful. The cannabis yeah. is not hard. Like it, it makes great. Like if you read the history of like hemp getting illegal, you oh. know, and it was all because it was battle against paper as a product. Cause hemp is a superior paper product or. A paper oh, so it was like the paper corporation. Like, yeah. Yeah. So they're down. like, all right, let's shut this down. Like there's dark, dark <laughs> government policy behind all of it. it and so what the internet's doing is allowing people to finally understand like, holy shit. Like we've known this for so long. Like, and it's been buried and like, like government and laws have kept it from moving forward. It's like, Oh, so, so if, now- if they were concerned about people, cigarettes would be bit. 
would be banned. Yeah, it's not about people. Alcohol would be really hard to come by. Like, God, I mean, there's shit we know is bad for you, and we just let it go. There's shit we know in the right set and setting and dose actually makes you a better human being, and that is behind more than 30 years of, of work to get one molecule through one protocol Jesus. in one setting. So you have to open source it, you know, uh, in terms of we want more people to study this. We want more people to prove if we have to with the rigor of deep science and, and, and exploration and careful study. Listen, man, this is going to be okay. It's going to be safe and it's going to work. Yeah, that's great. When when you say that, is it like we want everyone to do MDMA and get no, back man, to us? I, I mean, listen, it's still a drug. And yeah, I, you know, Tim Ferriss said I, I don't know if he quoted it, but I heard him say, "There's no biological free lunch." Like everything, <laughs> right? Like everything could happen. Like, yeah. So like, there's like um, evidence as you would think with anything with an amphetamine in it, that it would give you a raised heart rate, right? Yeah. Maybe that's not a bad thing. Most people, it's all good. But hey, I'm sure people have had issues. Yeah, um, 1% of people, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's like, it's a drug. You're altering your body chemistry. Like, it's going to do something, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I wouldn't suggest anybody jump <laughs> easily into any of these things. Um, everybody you know, everybody that's done psychedelics has the story. Like you did, you weren't planning. You didn't realize how much there was you, you know, all the, sh- like, it's crazy if in the wrong setting, it could be fucking nuts. Oh and yeah. For a certain amount of people, it could, you know, uh, you know, if you have, if you're prone to, uh, what is it? Schizophrenia in your family, like be careful, man. Like yeah. you're messing with your brain. Okay. You're wow. messing with brain chemicals. So like, there's shit to be very respectful and cautious of is kind of how I think of it. Like absolutely it's not to be taken lightly. Um, but it definitely has an impact. I mean, shit decades go by since people have had experiences with psychedelics and they still remember yeah. things from that time that changed their life. I, so I certainly did. Yeah. You changed perspective. Well, yeah, it's on that note, it is your involvement in this corporation. I have to ask this as like a chicken and an egg sort yeah, of yeah. thing. Did you start reading about it before you tried psychedelics or had you tried psychedelics and then you found this organization and you're like, aha, it's, we- it's weirder. So I, um, I'm a musician. I started my life as a musician. I have a regular job too, but like I always just thought I was a musician and then I got a job and then I had a career and like, I'm still a musician, but, um, you know, I toured the country with my band and, you know, we hung out a lot and we did drugs sometimes. And sometimes those drugs were psychedelics and (laughs) we had a fucking great time every time, but we also brought a lot of respect to it. Like we, we, hold ourselves up and we're like, okay, we have drugs. Um, <laughs> it's illegal as shit back then too. Like, yeah. like uh, it, it was a big deal. Like we're like, holy shit, we have drugs. We're going <laughs> to do it on Saturday because you need a day on the other side of it anyway. And like, absolutely, you know, so we took it very seriously anyway, but like, uh, so I liked them. We didn't do it a lot. That's what I'm saying. It was like a couple of times and you're yeah. just like, fuck, what is going on? Like, I remember one time 
we were all out in the woods. This is on the East Coast, and we're all out in the woods, and we were probably <laughs> separated by each other, separated from each other by at least 100 yards along this river, like nowhere near each other, just having oh, our own little day kind of on the edge of this river. And our, uh, our tour manager was like out on, in my mind, he was out on a rock in the middle of the river. I don't know if he was, <laughs> but he just looked up at us at one point. He was like, Hey, how you guys doing? Like we were right next to each other and we were acknowledging that we were just so far apart, but we could hear him perfectly. Oh, it was beautiful. And we were looking at, like, I was looking at blades of grass and, and things in the water, like, holy shit, this water is alive. Like that's amazing. Changed everything. So anyway, I, I always had a lot of deep respect. Um, and then I had this job, this career, this job that turned into a career and it's been amazing. Um, and I'm listening to a podcast one day. This is like, God, this was so long ago, like 2012 ish, maybe 2012, maybe Wow, early podcast days. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to Joe Rogan and he has on yep. the founder of maps.org. Rick, Rick Dobler, Doblin, yeah. he's the founder of maps.org. He has Joe, Joe has him on and they're talking about, uh, uh, Rick was talking about taking this process through the FDA and literally that's my job. I wow. work for big pharma companies doing that very thing, which is bring a drug, the operations of it, not the science, but like. Oh, wow. Like drug, the, the paperwork and the. Basically. Yeah. Like wow. the computerized paperwork. Um, and I, I like it. So I'm like. I know exactly how I can help take this little company and give them gigantic company operations so they don't have to worry about that. Wow. So you're like, I want to use my knowledge to help this. Yeah. So, so I was like, holy shit, I'm probably the only person a listening to this in the world that knows this information and is down with the program. Like that's amazing, dude. So I email Rick Doblin because it's on the fucking website. So I wrote a really good email. Like it was a really good email. I nailed it. I nailed that email and nothing happened for like a long time, like a long time. And I was just like, fuck man, that was a really good email. So (laughs) (laughs) I resent it. Like, I don't know, three, four months later, I was like that. No, you don't ignore this email. Like I'm sorry. You at least reply. Yeah. And maybe it was just because it was in the hype of the, of the, of the podcast at the time. And Rick was just, Oh yeah. And he's probably getting flooded briefly by people just like, love John Rogan, man. I love MDMA. (laughs) So, so I sent him another email and said, Hey, basically this was a great email. You probably missed it. Wanted to get it to the top of your inbox. He wrote back like within a minute oh and my he, God. Hooked, he hooked me up with the head of clinical, this, who's now the CEO of, of the MAPS Benefit Corp. Wow. Um, Amy Emerson. She's amazing. Um, and she's the head of the clinical group that's been bringing this, this drug to bear. So uh, we started talking and uh, you know, I helped them operationalize and do all that stuff. And um then we started talking about this this idea of a pharma company that's like giving good into the world and and um, you know like Dr. Bronner's is one of our uh, board members and and like oh, the wow. Public Benefit Corp like it's unbelievable dude they have like it, it's the most amazing company you've ever seen like we've had some of our board meetings at Dr. Bronner's factory down in, in uh, San Diego oh that's awesome and you've never seen a happier group of people working in a soap factory like it is. <laughs> fucking unbelievable dude they're partying all day they're having a good time everybody's jam section of the place that builds their burning man float per year 
Oh my God, that's amazing. They're just giving good out into the world. And basically like it's a third generation business that now has, you know, modern marketing techniques. So they're making more money, but they take all that money and they give it away. So wow. they, they capped everybody's salaries. Everybody's got badass insurance. Everybody's happy as shit. They, they just fucking make soap and they have a great message and he gives money away to whatever oh. the world needs. It's dope as hell. I love so that. like that mission was like, well, we can be a pharma company like that. Wow. And so we're going to try to do that. So that's where things are headed. Um, yeah, man. Is it right now? Is MDMA like psychotherapy the, the forefront of what you guys are focusing on? Or do you have stuff yeah. going in all different directions? Well, you got to do one thing. Um, okay. As they say, we're, we're way too small. Like you've got to do one thing. Pharma companies do tens of hundreds of things. Depending but they're on huge corporations. They but yeah. this is like all donor funded, all donated money. Wow. So, um, it's crazy right now we're in the midst of a challenge grant where uh, Tim Ferriss is offering a $10 million grant. If we can raise 10 million by September, <gasps> it's fucking nuts, dude. Whoa. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? So, Do people donate right on maps.org? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good to know in case anyone listening thing. is like, how can I help? <laughs> yeah. It's called the capstone fund. So if you look up, Tim Ferriss capstone, you'll see it's incredible. Like the people that are given money are given big, big money. And it's like all donations. So the beautiful part about the public benefit corp that's different from a pharma company is not only shareholders, but also your investment in the drug. Wow. So like we don't have investment in the drug because it's, it's not a drug that you invest in. It already existed. It was invented yeah. in 1912. So <laughs> like you can't patent that. So we're not trying to make money on the drug. So we don't have to return that R and D money to invent it. Oh, wow. So we just have to go through the process, which takes a lot of money and people to do so yeah. that we come out the other end. When we put, when, when we get approval, we don't have to recoup necessarily like a right. pharma company does. Oh, because yeah, all that window. development is like... Yeah, you have a limited window. You make the drug for 12, 15 years, right? And then you only have five or seven years that you're allowed to make money on it. Then it goes generic and anybody can make it. So oh, like, shit. we don't have that limited window really, which is... That's we have the window. Awesome. But we don't need to recoup during that window. So we'll have, uh, we'll have a pipeline of other, other things. But, um, you know, it's all the, the, the common phrase that we use is, is the, all the wood behind the arrow. So it's like, it's all this, this one thing, because it's kind of the, uh, it opens the gate to a lot of things. Um, it's, yeah. it's a model for how to do this the right way. Um, and there's a lot of other, um, compounds, right behind it. Um, there's a company called Compass Pathways that's doing the same thing, but there are a number of years behind, I believe, with psilocybin. Wow. So, okay. So they're like the mushroom version of what you guys are doing. Yeah. And I, I believe their indication is depression. I'm not positive, but uh, they might be PTSD, PTSD also. But um, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable, dude. It's unbelievable. When, I, when, I, when Rick asked me to be on the board, I went to... Uh, UCLA to meet with him. And I was there to see a talk by one of the, the investigators wow. who did, who did, um, they did their study because it was investigator sponsored. They could do a kind of variation on the protocol on the amendment or on an amendment on the protocol. So they did, um, social anxiety in adults with autism. 
Whoa. With MDMA. <gasps> and, and the talk, dude, I was, I was bawling. It was so amazing. There was a guy, I think she said he was in, I think Alicia Danforth is the name of the doctor. We can put all the links in because I don't want to get this wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Off, out, off the hip. But uh, basically, one of the dudes in the study was like in his 40s. And he had never talked to a woman, never talked to a woman. He was so afraid he couldn't, his social anxiety was so bad. Um, and after first session, he went to the grocery store. He's telling the doctor this. He's, he went to the grocery store and usually he jumps out of the, the line if there's a woman checker. Oh my God. He's, Cause he's, he's so, so, afraid. Has so much anxiety. <gasps> yeah. So he said, after one treatment, he said, you know what I did today? I stayed in the line. And when I got to her to pay, I said, how's your day? Oh my God. Said, Literally changed his fucking life, dude. Ooh, Isn't no. that amazing? Like, yes. Dude. So I, like I got to sit in the room where they do the therapy when we talked about this and it just felt like magic. I was like, I, yes, whatever I need. And it was crazy because I still work at a big company. I did then too. And I was like, I don't know if I can be on a board when I work at this big company. Like we're not in competition, oh. but like I, I'll try. Yeah. I knew, I knew I had to go to the head of like your work, the, the head of my company to be like, I'm going to do this and it's MDMA and there's other stuff in our pipeline. It's psychedelics. Like I was really tripping out, but I was like, <laughs> I don't want to work for a company that wouldn't let me do this because this is of what course, we're all trying to do. Right. Yeah. But it was funny because I go, I got to the final meeting, which was like with the main guy who I had to like pitch my case to just be like, can I do this? And, uh, you know, I talked to Rick the night before I was super nervous and he was like, listen, and I had to fill out forms and shit and Jesus. I was super nervous. And he was like, look, transparency is always best. If Absolutely. you don't tell them now, you have to tell them later. You yeah. know, and you don't want to, and I was like, all right, man, here we go. So I go to bring the form to get it signed and I walk into this office and I was just shitting bricks. And uh, <laughs> the guy I saw on the back of his desk, he had little dancing bears, like the <gasps> Grateful Dead. Like the Grateful bears. Dead? And you're like, and oh. I was like, this is going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. That's so funny. That's like, he's like, yeah, how can I get involved? <laughs> he's like, this is awesome. He's like, we really have to have people do this. This is awesome. I was like, yeah, it's fucking... That's so yeah. great that yeah. he yeah. had that mindset and wasn't like, I don't want you to damper the image yeah. of our yeah, it's, corporation. It, wow. It, it's, it's, it's crazy stuff, man. Everything feels like it's on the right path. So whatever I can Oh yeah, do, that it's just yeah. like serendipitous that it all, I mean, that you happen that you listen to that podcast, I, all of it just lining up is kind of- I've also always had an interest in PTSD for- you know, lots of personal family related issues. So oh, yeah, same. it all kind of came together to just be like, well, I know this one thing that's really hard. Nobody <laughs> else knows it hardly. So I'll help. That's yeah. a nice feeling. Like, cause so often there are things I'm interested in that I'm like, I want to help, but I'm like, yeah. do you need someone to say they want to help? <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I don't have any skills that can, do you need funny copy written for your, your promotions? Like, so it's, it's cool that the exact thing you needed for this just matched up perfectly. It's a trip. It really is. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm grateful um, and it's, it's really amazing. So yeah, no, it sounds really amazing. Are you, so you said that 
on the website, you can look up like basically what the treatment is, how, how they go through everything, the way the protocol works, how you have to, what you would have to do if you wanted to become a therapist. Um, yeah. You know how to sign up. The trials are, are, uh, really hard to get into obviously. So you guys do Um, take people sometimes for like various drug trials. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is that, um, it's really restrictive, unfortunately, because the numbers are small and also the way you have to prove it, you have to really be in trouble to get in. Like you have to be um, in a very dark, dark place, place, like like, really struggling with PTSD. Yeah. Um, and treatment resistant, which means you've tried the other stuff that didn't work. Wow. And you're, and you're like, this is really last ditch. Um, so the beautiful part is, you know, when you look through, like we got, you know, I've dealt with the FDA my whole career and the things that we have with this, this program, I mean, we have breakthrough therapy and, and special protocol assessment, which means basically like, as long as it's safe, you're good. And, um, for the FDA to get it and work so well, it's great. Like it's a great relationship. Like we're following the rules. They're following the rules. Everybody's doing what we have to do. Um, great. It is breaking new ground, but it's, it's, um, it's inspiring as hell. Like that's, I mean, especially when you see how it helps, like the, the results are incredible. Yeah. So is it like MDMA is like therapy? Is it that people are taking MDMA for their psychotherapy appointment or is it like you take no no like like no no it's it's you only take the drug three times and you take it in in therapy setting so basically it's like it's like you go through a three-month course um and most of the time it's just therapy just talking so you get to know the the people that you're working with and it's always two people usually a couple male and female therapists. So you get that rapport with them and then you take the drug one of the times and they sit with you the whole time. There's music on, they're just listening. You're in a blanket, eye mask, totally chill. And you can watch videos of this online too. Um, Just chilling. And basically it's enough. The the way the drug works is that it, it allows you to, to like PTSD is like, you know, a locked box in your brain that, 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 yeah. Really, the like it, what, it, when you hit a trigger, you can't get through it. it yeah. It, it's like the version of it that's in your brain is, is locked and it, it, it arrests you where you are. Um, and the, and the therapy seems to allow you to, um, because it's not one of the psychedelics where you think the wall's melting and shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's not as visual. It's, it's more just in your body and uh, your, your, in your brain and you can yeah. function and you can, and it allows you to look at that box and open that box and be like, okay, I'm looking at you now, motherfucker. Like this is what is. happened. Yeah. And, and you know, that's horrible too. And one of the yeah. quotes always is, I don't know why they call this ecstasy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no confronting but, stuff like that is yeah, hard in general. At it. Yeah. You look at it with your brain now, like if it's trauma when you were a kid, if it's trauma when you were younger, if it's military or whatever the case may be, and you're like, okay, yes, that was terrible, but here I am. This is the world and I got to get through this shit and, 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 and be better because this does not control me. Um, wow. And you can't do that. No, normal. normal circumstances. Um, and, you know, I think people now, because they don't have to take the drug all the time, they'll come back and they do what's called integration and talk about what happened. Okay. So like so, you do a session with the drug. And you talk about it. 
And then you come back not taking it and you go, all yeah. right, let's dive into what, you know, we uncovered and, and exactly yeah. go into that. Wow. Yeah. And then you do it again and you probably go deeper because now you know what it feels like and you're not worried about the whole process at all. You're more comfortable. Um, and then usually you do that three full times. That's the protocol. Wow. Um, and it sticks around for years. Like After the healing not, effects of it. Wow. Well, yeah. So you have people that are debilitated, right? Like yeah. that don't show up as having PTSD a year later. So, that's, I mean. That's amazing. Yeah. So even if in a couple of years you need to take one dose again to remember. Yeah. Okay. But it's like. But that, that's a long-term follow-up that we'll do after. Yeah. It's like, okay, we have so much data with so much time invested and, you know, the follow-up is X amount of time. And then you make an agreement with the agency, the FDA, like, okay, we're going to follow every patient, talk to them once a year and see how they're doing if you want or things along those lines. I mean, uh, I, I don't think we're going to have that deep of, of follow-up because that's expensive too. It's hard yeah. to trace people. Um, <laughs> so like, you know, it, it's there's a lot of ways to figure it out. And this is the, this is the pioneer. This is the first one. So yeah. we're being, we're being extremely cautious. We're being extremely careful, dotting every I, crossing every T. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's crazy. It's really crazy. And to see the, I mean, we, when you Google it, I mean, we've been in, I say we, MAPS has been in, in, in it's okay. Uh, you can say we. MAPS has been in Forbes and Business Insider and like, Rick is all over the place. Like he's wow. done a TED talk. That's incredible. If you haven't seen Rick's TED talk, it'll explain it much better than me. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll um, link that. And, uh, you know, just what he's done is incredible. And, and I mean, this is amazing. Cause there's, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, there's so far to go in all of the mental health world, but PTSD, everything I've read about it and learned about it, it feels like, one of the the mental health crises that is like eluded therapists that like they have had so much trouble like really breaking because you're you're numbing out yeah you know um and you're not you're not getting to that box and opening that box i think you got to open the box yeah what's in the box um (laughs) it's 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 so crazy it's so crazy it's incredible. So like as these, as these trials go on and, you know, we get more clarity, more information, there will ho- eventually ideally be a time where a doctor will be able to go, you know, it, it'll last typically for about this long and then you may have to come back or. Yeah. I mean, that'll be the data that's gathered um, as, as it goes, you know, um, in the, in this setting, you know, we don't have the length of time to know, of course. but like, yeah. I know the persistence of psychedelics. Cause I told you a story that happened when I was 20 years old. Yeah. I still think about the first time so, I did mushrooms and I'm like, yeah, so, take me back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and those are a ride. It's a little different. You know? Oh yeah. But, for sure. Um, it's different. <laughs> but the right dose, um, is magic. Yeah. Um, is it, do you know, I know that, you know, you're not the person conducting the the test and everything is, do you know if everyone gets the same amount or is it measured yeah. for like weight? Everybody gets, no, oh. no. Everybody gets the same amount. Um, the, the, it's very prescribed. Okay. Um, and that's a key because you need to get beyond the point that probably most people are comfortable. Um, yeah. Otherwise it's just annoying. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it took a long time to find what that was. Okay. Yeah. Cause you have so, to get enough in their system that they can go. Yeah. It doesn't seem, I, I don't believe it's, it's dependent on weight, although we are, I believe tracking it. And I, and I, I have to say this is all off the top of my head. Yeah. Oh, I give a big uh, disclaimer at the top too. And I go fucked up all, all this stuff, but I got the general idea. Really, really. You've right. nailed the general idea. <laughs> you are great at nailing. General I just hope people look it up and read for themselves, especially if they're suffering or oh, they know are suffering. Um, and I'm not recommending they do things at home, but like set and setting makes a big difference. Absolutely. Well, and it's good to know if that's something you could benefit from that it's coming down the pipeline so you can keep an eye on it too. Yeah. I mean, but time is always of the essence, you know, yeah. like for people that are struggling every day is important. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's nuts that it's still taking this long. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. But Hey, you know, anything worth doing. I guess is worth doing right. And, uh, Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's going to be so rock solid, which is what you want. Cause you don't want backlash. Um, you don't want, cause any drug, like I said, no free lunch. Right. So, yeah. So there's gonna I mean, yeah. Side effects. All, all of a sudden there's, if there's abuse or side effects we didn't know about, like, again, we have a lot of data because billions of people have <laughs> taken the drug. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the safety profile. Um, and that's bad versions of it when it's, when it's pure pharmaceutical grade, made correctly, sterile, perfect. That's a whole different conversation. And, you know, it's crazy that the drug war causes the, the inconsistency, really. I know? mean, yeah, that's so. infuriating. Um, do you know anything else? Of, like, do you know anything about other drugs used for mental health? Or are you kind of just, this is your lane and that's... Like as far as, um, like you mentioned, some people are testing psilocybin for depression. Do you know of any um, psychedelics that people would or are trialing for things like schizophrenia or anything like that? Uh, I don't know if those two mix. Yeah, that's the one that that always comes up when people are like, "You have to be careful." And yeah, it's like, man, we gotta find schizophrenics their drug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. I haven't, I haven't looked into that. Um, man, that'd be interesting. I mean, I, I, it sucks that it's something you don't necessarily know. You know? Um, yeah. You know, for a lot of people, they might not have any idea. Oh, um, oh, for sure. Or have already done it. You know, who knows and who knows what's the, what's the right dose or which one. Um, that's a tough one. That's yeah. a really tough one. But most things are under study somewhere, even if yeah. it's just a university. Um, and anything we know about, we put in the website. Yeah. It's like, there's so much information there. Yeah. It's like hot. It's crazy. Man. Yeah. It's, it's a, that's why this like capstone fund is so interesting because the people with money that don't, necessarily uh think about this stuff it's yeah. a good time to get in yeah it's like if all you're worried about is is the business side of it um or you know and and with with donations you don't get it back so like if you're a multimillionaire, you know what are you, you gonna take it with you like i know the world fucker you know what i mean Ooh, like yeah do something what are you gonna be buried with your money that shit yeah. is it's crazy to me. Um, fuck, I just had a question and it slipped my mind. Um, 
So you mentioned this sort of when you touched on like your memory of being on the road with your band, but, um, and if you want to be like, no, I don't want, I'm not going to go into details or whatever, but I totally understand. Um, for me, I, I've only done, you know, MDMA once at a, like a club, like I went to a gay bar and danced. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was great. I didn't do a lot of it. I don't think it was even like a trip worthy amount. It was just like, I feel good and the lights feel fun. Um, yeah, yeah. For, do you think just in general that is in a way like, is that abusing a drug? Like, do you think it should always be done ritualistically? Cause with shrooms, I've done them not a lot, but like maybe four or five times. And I'm very much like adamant about I'm going out in nature. I don't want to be in society. I think that whatever I'm trying to get from these, I will not get if I'm trying to have like party on them. Um, what are your thoughts? Or like, if you were going to do, if you were just going to be like, I'm going to use these to grow. Do you think you can grow in a large group of people while you're doing that? Or do you think it needs to be a smaller? Does this make sense? Well, there's a, well, yeah, there's a couple questions in there. Um, I know I just went on a tangent. <laughs> I would never, <laughs> I would really never presume to tell anybody what to do when it comes to themselves. Right. Absolutely. Like, if it doesn't hurt me, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, I am old and I have responsibilities, <laughs> so I have to do it very, very carefully. Like I, I had a buddy last year make an offer and I was like, nah, man, I got to work in the morning. Like, I, like, I, yeah, you can't just on a whim. Yeah. Like it would have been great. Like, honestly, I would have had a blast. Um, but, uh, for me now it has to be right. Yeah. I and need... I got the messages and I feel okay in that regard. You know what I mean? Like right now, like if I was going to do it, I don't know if I would really want to do psychedelics right now. I'm scared. There's so much crazy shit going on. Yeah. Cause you're going to dive into what's going on in the world. And it's Man, so uncertain. Like, I don't know. It's pretty cool. psychedelic as is right. Same time. It might free me of my anxiety. So yeah, um, that's, a, that's fair. You know, like, I, I don't know. I, I, um, yeah, that's a tough one. I, I, I have a lot of respect for the drugs. Yeah. Um, but hey, man, they can be really fun. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> right? Like, the drugs are so popular. They Bill, Bill, Hicks, Bill Hicks's bit is perfect on drugs. Um, yeah. And talks, talking about musicians and, and, you know, throwing away all your albums if you don't, if you don't like drugs. Like, yeah, I know, right? Cause, you're cause like, guess where did what? this came from? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's funny. The, one of the records my band made, we really, really wanted to do drugs to make the record. Oh, and wow. like I said, it was hard to get drugs then, uh, at least for us. So it didn't happen, but we still had the recording session. So we did the session super, super sober, like couldn't get any drugs at all. <laughs> and then like a week later, later, somebody came through and we mixed the record with drugs, which was amazing. That's so funny. So, um, You're like, well... We got, yeah, yeah, we got some now. <laughs> that was the experience. So yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I have a lot of respect for them. I, I think about it a lot because my daughter's uh, getting to the age where we probably will have to talk about it. And oh, snap. My, my, buddy, my buddy said it best. He's like, dude, she could Google you and read the story. Like you, you don't have to talk to her about it. I'm like, fuck, I think you're right. Um, such a weird place to be in. Yeah. So, um, I think I would tell my kids 
I would much rather they do drugs with their friends in the right setting than ever yeah. drink. That ever. makes sense. You know, like, hey, like, and, and be like informed. Cause I wasn't informed. Like I didn't know, like, Hey, if you're going to do LSD set aside like 12, 14 hours and maybe more. Like, yeah. Like know what don't you're make into. any plans. Yeah. You know? Um, so I would rather know like, yeah. And, and be smart and be like, eh, I got to drive. I'm not going to do this. Or, you know, yeah, I'm sleeping over. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. Whatever. Like pl- plan so, it. So you're, everything's accounted for. Yeah. Do it right. Get the right food. Like get your shit together. Yeah. Like, you know, the right food and texture is very important. Uh, and the right people, especially because you don't want somebody who's not in with the, like, you don't want a buzzkill. I'm just oh, kidding. Dude. But like when you're people with someone who you're not up. that comfortable with. Yeah. People can really fuck it up and like, yeah, it, it can, it can really change the game. So yeah, um, it, can, it can, it's still a thing. Yeah. Still happens. And then you talk about how that person fucked it up and that's your story. The whole thing is like, yeah, remember when we tried to do those drugs and they just like ruined it for all of us? Ruined it. Came in and ruined it. Put on the wrong music. Put on the wrong music and fucked it all up. Like, yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, God, truly. Now I'm like, oh, I I know that feeling. Do you, you, um, I like that. Just like being, being aware of what to expect and like planning for that and not doing it. I leave the books out in my house. They're on my shelf. Like, I don't know if they'll check, but like, don't be a dummy. Like, yeah. You're like, how to do drugs for dummies. (laughs) I'm just afraid of the, of the modern drugs, like the pills and the crazy shit. Or with all the shit they mix in there. And I, that's, I I used to be, I was pharmaceuticals. Yeah. No, that it's like, I don't know what's in there. And those are just, it seems like from the evidence we have clearly so much worse that it's like, you're doing a lot of fucking with there. Yeah. And, and, and it's the problem I have with, with most pharmaceutical versions from not from my personal experience, but from description is it seems like a lot of guesswork and trial and time. Yeah. So like, Hey, I feel this way this week. Oh, let's up your dosage. Now I feel this way. And three weeks later, they're like, okay, it's starting to wear off. You can't stop taking it on your own. Like, well, no, yeah. It's harder to dial in, right? Absolutely. And, and I hope it works for some people perfectly. That's wonderful. But in the general space, it seems to be really tough to dial in without the right work by the doctor and the patient. Oh, absolutely. And I think, uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of doctors who are they they don't do the work the way that i think you know who am i i'm not a fucking well, expert but it's, it's like not set up to make them do that the right way it's like instead of, and they don't make any money anymore no they're just like putting a band-aid on a fucking volcano and they're just like you're sad we'll take this pill when in reality it's like yes i'm aware that depression and anxiety is all real and can be chemical functions in your brain that a drug can help a lot i mean i have adhd yeah, and i take yeah. medicine for it and it's changed my life, but I I hear stories of people going to a therapist and immediately getting a prescription. And it's like, I don't know. It's like maybe get to the bottom of why someone's sad because it might not be chemical. And every time I hear someone go, well, you know, I have depression and it's chemical. There is this part of me that maybe it's just a skeptic. That's like, yeah, did your doctor test your chemicals? 
or like I don't did your chemicals get fucked up because of trauma maybe like because it changes your I'm brain I'm so grateful to not have it dude I don't know I don't know yeah I have and it's, of friends and I know you have friends that do and it's well, hard and, to I, and I also I say all that having it you know what I mean where yeah, I go it's a motherfucker it's, it's a motherfucker I, I I it's just it's so hard it's so and, difficult and and so that's why the work is so yeah. important whatever the work um yeah, and god I, I can imagine like neil brennan talks about this a lot and he's really yeah. good about it um it, you try so many things and it's day after day after day yeah. i can't imagine i can't imagine so the will to even keep trying new shit yeah when you're impressive. that low is like yeah oh, i just i guess my skepticism more comes from not distrusting necessarily the people writing there. I just, I shouldn't say this to you, but I don't trust big pharma, man. (laughs) It's it's a, uh, it's not an unfounded conversation, but there's a lot to it. Um, I think there's unscrupulous people in every business. Uh, Yeah. And it's such a, here's the problem. The system is set up wrong. So Mm. it's a market, driven, capital driven business. You have to invest the money on your own. You only can make money back on it for a short period of time. It's a giant gamble. You might kill a bunch of people. The risks are super high. You employ thousands of people. It's really, really fucking hard. Yeah. The root of it, the people that are at the bench doing the science, they want to cure the problem. They want to, they want to get over the problem. Yeah, exactly. So you need, you need behemoths to push it through because it's so fucking expensive. Well, maybe it shouldn't be so expensive. Maybe it shouldn't be so hard. Maybe it should be faster. Maybe there's other ways we could do it. And people are working on that, but it goes so slow. It's this Titanic ship, you know, like FDA is just starting to do modernization things. Companies are starting to pitch in. There's, there's conversations going on. The right conversations are happening, but like I'm hoping COVID expresses those conversations because before March, if you said to every company, your whole company has to work from home, they would have been, fuck yourself. That'll take us a decade. Guess what? It happened in a month. Yeah. That it's like, oh, that was always an option. So now what else are we? Yeah. What else are we wasting time on? Let's fix that too. Um, Yeah. But I mean, mental health triggers so many other things. Like if you, if you are depressed Mm -hmm. and you eat everything in sight and don't take care of your body and you get sick. Now you're taking a pharmaceutical for the sick, but you're doing nothing about the other things that you're depressed and you let your body go to shit and you, you know, didn't take care of yourself because you're depressed. It's like this vicious, horrible. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to keep doing those things, keep getting sick. And it's when it's just so hard. Cause yeah, especially like with depression, even finding the energy, to, I can't imagine. I can't to, imagine. You know, make the effort, and then it's like, God forbid, it it not be working. Or even with mental health, it can be so cyclical that you can. Yeah, I've funny. had times where I've been so low that I'm like, I like my low point. You know, after having experienced severe lows, has it goes like, oh, I need to get help. I need to talk to a therapist, and I'll like frantically like start looking it up on my insurance website, which is a whole nightmare in itself. And then I email a bunch of people and then by the time they get back to me, it's like, I don't, I'm not like, I feel amazing, but I'm like, I feel okay. And then I'm like, I mean, I should probably talk to you, but I feel stupid now being like, yeah, I'm just like, sometimes I don't feel good. And that's my own. (laughs) 
<laughs> like shit yeah. that you have to get well, over. I mean, but- judging, judging your one woman show, I think you probably have grounds for uh, having some stuff to work oh, through. I'm, I mean, <laughs> thanks for noticing, Matt. But I um, love you very much, and you're very funny. Ah, uh, thanks. You too, dude. Um, shoot, I'm trying to think if I have any more questions. This is so interesting, but I feel like you covered so much well, of it. I want to say that I have so much respect for you, and I met you so long ago wearing like a kid's sweatshirt, <laughs> a rack. Oh, my God. And you made me laugh so hard, and now your name's on the Comedy Store wall, and you're amazing, and just... I. I I'm honored to talk to you, actually. Ah, man, thanks. You're the best. I mean, yeah, we've known each other for fucking years. You're always just like, it's, you're a bright spot. That is the question I had. Is your, do you think your general demeanor and personality has been impacted by your use of psychedelics? Or do you think this is just how you always were? Um... Cause you're just like, cool. <laughs> I mean, like you're just very um, chill and easy to get into deep conversations with. Uh, it's something that I've, um, probably nurtured and developed over time, but definitely sort of, I say kickstarted by psychedelics and my relationship with, um, the band and our reverence for things and like that yeah. and deep conversations from, you know, I had a weird twenties, man. Like I had, <laughs> I had a different experience. Like we spent a lot of time in the van talking about shit and shit. thinking about shit. And, you know, um, I treasure that. So that, that formed me too. Like I did have drugs along the way, but it's just like, it was the whole thing. And I've just kind of continued it my whole life and like kept learning and trying to learn new shit and think about things differently. And I mean, I love that. I don't know. It's, this is fucking chaos, dude. I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, life is chaos, man. I I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying to get through it. Like, uh, I mean, honestly, it's like, well, what's the alternative? You pretend to, you tell your kids that like, it's all going to be okay. And then later they think you're a liar. Like (laughs) we're seeing what happens when you do it. This entire, like those fucking nutbags out on their lawn with guns the other day. Like, Oh my God. Dude, what are you guys afraid of? How are you, how are you racist in this day and age? Yeah, it's like- What is wrong with you? Oh, it's, it's appalling. It took me a while. I mean, it was years ago, but I had on the lens of, I'm not racist. What do you mean racism? (laughs) Like when I had to like delve into like- reading and learning about the black experience and like having deeper conversations or listening to, uh, you know, my friends who are black and going like, Oh, like I I didn't see any of this, which I stand by and dude, I'm not like, that's part of the system. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to claim any like, woe is me, but I'm saying like men had this, a big wake up call with me too. No. Yeah. Well, it's like, like, Holy shit. You guys have, why didn't you like, a normal person would be like, why didn't you fucking tell us it was this bad? Jesus Christ. Like, Oh, like, why didn't I tell you? Like, yeah, yeah, no. I know. Well, and, and my thought on that is in its own fucked up way, the whole system I think is designed to keep, you know, you keep you in the dark. If you're quote, one of the good ones that it's like, yeah, they don't, they want you to think that like they need for white people to be like, police are good people. 
so that when shit hits the fan and people are like, fuck the cops, there will be enough white people like, they've always been kind to me. And like, mm. it's, it's just very, you know, life is a gray area and it feels like everyone wants to exist in the black and white, but like, it's so dumb. I mean, not, you know, none of those things are those racism and, you know, me too shits like all bad, but I think we can get on the right side of the hip of history. I have to be optimistic that we will spread enough word that we can get over this and be better for it. It's just going to be a painful one because it was a deep, dark, nasty one. That's yeah, like a deep wound. And that's what I think is that like, if like, I think it takes, you know, maintaining the energy, which is hard because it is very draining. And I think during a fucking been, pandemic. Yeah. There've been instances in the past where it kind of flared up, but then Brian Simpson has a great bit about it where racism is like herpes and it flares up and everyone's like, I didn't, I don't know. It's, it's not me. I didn't know how this got here. <laughs> like, but it's like such a great bit. It's so funny. He did it on lights out. You should look it up. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like if we sustain and people stay active, because it takes like getting people upset enough that they're like, you know, finally calling and signing or, you know, hopefully going like, I'm going to get involved in politics or like, how can I get I mean, the other day? I was really high and I was like, we got to get, we got to get good people on the school board. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to run for the school board. And then I was like, I need to sit down and just take a breath. <laughs> like, but because there's so much with racism, I don't know about you, but like I just left a lot out in my history class. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, Oh, there's a way yeah. to start fixing it's a it. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Kids are so smart, dude. Kids are so smart. Like that's Sponges. another thing I hope gets fixed is education's broken. Public education's broken badly. And now we're stuck with our, like any parent now is responsible. Um, <laughs> I can't Jesus imagine Christ, how like, that's going. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. Like, Sorry for laughing. <laughs> dude, it, it's, it needs to be just thrown away and rethought without yeah. the institutions because you have institutions that have been making money and moving money and building administration and building shit for years based around a model to make factory workers. It doesn't work anymore. Like no. we have baking shows where kids are seven and they make soufflés. They're yeah, smart. It's like, yeah, if we they don't like need something, they'll just do it. Yeah. It's like, we don't, we get, we can stop teaching people how to be complacent and get through a bureaucracy. We have to love to learn. That's what we have to love. No, I did, absolutely. <laughs> I did homework with my son and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. The last time I did this was when I was in your grade. You're like, Useless. Yeah. Like, heads up. You're never going to use this again, but you got to do it for the grade. Oh man, okay. that would drive me. I would rage. If he was into it, if he was like, dad, this is my favorite thing. I'd like, okay, just do this all day. Like, that's so great. Happy. Like, but he's stuck. We're stuck in this fucking system. So yeah, it's a fucking mess. And uh, yeah. no, nobody's doing well at it. Not, <laughs> this generation of kids is going to have a big blip. Like we'll get through it, but like sports is fucked. My daughter's sports thing is completely fucked. Like they can't I, play. I can't imagine like, they have nothing to do. Not so goddamn having, bored. The pools are closed, dude. It's the worst. The beach and the pools are closed on 4th of July. That's so... And parents are just like stuck at home. Been stuck in the house for four months. It's crazy. And you, it's like, you know, that's hard in itself. We all know that. We can all go, no, kids are a joy. But like, that's hard. And then that helpless feeling of like, I, I think you can't even... It's not like I'm withholding something from you like on my own. It's not available. Yeah. 
I mean, in the first couple of weeks, it was kind of okay to swallow like, oh, buddy, all our favorite places are closed for the week. They're and now gone. it's like they were, they were starting they never to like, come back. Yeah, no, it's like life as we know inside, it. Inside, not okay for like a year. You know? uh, like, and comedy. <laughs> only outside. Oh, I think. God. I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, no, me neither. They have to get better, better, like, uh... Okay, that concludes the free hour of the Matt Neal episode. There's still uh, a good little chunk left. If you want the rest, you got to head to patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed to become a member for as little as $1 a month. Full episodes, no ads, and so much more. Shout out to Gene, Greg, John, Kathy, and Terry, exclusive members of the League of Extraordinary Idiots over there. Love you guys. Couldn't do this without you. See you at a crappy hour hang soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review Ignorance is Blessed on iTunes. It helps a lot. And share this episode with your friends, your family, the weirdos that have somehow accumulated on your Facebook feed. Because as you can tell from that feed, everyone is a little bit ignorant sometimes. Please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be an expert on the topics discussed. They're just one person sharing their own ideas and experience about how things look from their situated position in the world. If you would like to suggest a guest or know who's coming up so you can uh, suggest some questions you'd like to hear asked, join the Facebook group. That's 100% free, not even a dollar a month, although I will not fight you if you join my Patreon or just send me money on PayPal. I'll send you videos of my feet for $200. Um, just kidding. They're totally still pictures, but I'll do it. Um, anyway, join the Facebook group by searching ignorances. Hashtag blessed idiots is a safe space, safe space, blah, for unsafe queries. I'm not going to edit that. You guys get it. We're human. We all make mistakes. Uh, and the Facebook group is a place to engage and discourse with people of varying ideas. Maybe you make a mistake on a comment and then you get an opinion from someone who's different than you and you see a light and you're like, oh, I've been mistaken this whole time. Or you just go agree to disagree, whatever. It's... Uh, it's a place for those conversations. Honestly, it's mostly a meme graveyard at this point, but I ask for questions there, and that's where I'm most likely to see your suggestions and questions. And on that note, keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening, and thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. <laughs>